People ask me all the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. You have this great piece of meat. What do you do with it? I'm grilling it. I mean, the grill just right. They are out of this world. Absolute perfection. We're grilling them. This steak will blow your meat-loving mind. Oh, you can't eat just one. It's a smoky, juicy, grilled masterpiece. Now that is what's for dinner. Here's the deal. You have this great piece of meat. What do you do with it? You can saute it, braise it, roast it. Not me. I'm grilling it. I want the direct heat from the grill to give it a really great crust on the outside and seal in those juices. And then all I need is a knife and a fork and a good appetite. I like to talk about grilling. You know, grilling is my game. I've tried it all. So for instance, this Mongolian pork chop that I love at Mustard's in Napa Valley, they grill it and the marinade just becomes part of the pork chop. I have to admit, I don't know a lot about Mongolia, but it's the best pork chop you've ever had. I discovered Mustard's because somebody told me to go there. I mean, basically, if there's five restaurants that you're gonna go to in Napa Valley, Mustard's has to be on it. I love this dish because it's got flavor. It's a very simple dish, but also very complex. The great thing about pork is that it's a great canvas for big flavors. And this marinade hits it right on the spot. We're gonna mix together the marinade, which is, besides the quality of the pork, the second most important thing for the pork chop. We're gonna start with hoisin sauce. It's kinda got that sweet and tart flavor. It's a really cool ingredient. We're gonna add sherry vinegar, tamari, soy sauce, rice wine vinegar, roasted diced jalapeno, fermented black bean paste, ginger, some garlic, sort of an Asian-style marinade. All those sort of flavors are rolling through. It really seeps into the pork chop, and they marinate it overnight. You throw the pork chop over direct heat, and the flames just kind of come up and kiss it, so it gets really nice and crusty, and it's sealed in the juices while it cooks. And the fact that we cook over a wood-burning fire takes it to another level. Now, the pork chop is served, and it's got an eighth of an inch of this really nice, crusty marinade that's kind of cooked into the pork, and it smells fantastic. I mean, it smells like Mongolia. <laughs> I mean, it's the Mongolian pork chop, right? There's all kinds of taste sensations going on that's a little spicy, a little sweet, a little salty, a little sour. Probably the best dish I've ever had on the grill. It's just the perfect comfort food. My definition of a grill is a grated surface with fire shooting up. When I think about the grill, the thing that jumps into my mind first, oysters, oysters, oysters. These oyster shells are very much like the Apollo 11 space capsule re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. They can just take any kinds of heat. I'm talking about the grilled oysters from Drago's in Metairie, Louisiana. They will mess your world up. Traditionally, an oyster is best enjoyed raw, and you kind of eat them, you're like, mm -mm, I just, I enjoy that oyster. And it's like, do you even know that you ate one? In New Orleans, they do crazy things with oysters. And one crazy thing they do is grill them. And the really cool thing about Dragos is they grill so many oysters, they don't go through a distributor. They go to the fishermen. Oyster bed, to boat, to Dragos, to grill, to mouth. They take the oysters, they shuck them. We put them right on the grill. And then they're ladled with a garlic butter mixture. And we use plenty of it. And then we take a fresh Parmesan and Romano cheese with a little bit of parsley. So there's smoky, garlicky, cheesy, creamy, and just beautiful. Thank you. When these things show up, I, I mean, that tear comes to the eye every time.
Pretty much you order the next dozen as soon as that dozen hits the table. Should I order the next now or should I finish this one first? Like, yes, we'll take another dozen grilled oysters. Always so sad to see the last oyster. It's a very simple cycle that keeps on perpetuating itself. They have a full menu at Drago's. I would love to have a dozen oysters and something else, but I would really love to have three dozen oysters. You have to get these oysters. It'll open up the floodgates of oyster love. All right, you've heard about the other white meat. You've heard about grilled oysters. I want to talk about a smoky, juicy, salty, crispy masterpiece. We're going to grill some lamb. Well, we all know that we American men love to grill meat. I'm an American man. I like grilled meat. And the best grilled meat I've ever had is the grilled Australian lamb chop at Rathbun's Restaurant in Atlanta. Now that is what's for dinner. There are a number of factors that put this dish on my best thing I ever ate list. It's perfectly grilled. It's very high quality lamb. It's got a unique rub on it. And then it's paired with these unique wild mushrooms in such a perfect way. It's just a great dish. You know, it's got that rustic element that people really enjoy. Rathbun's in Atlanta is owned by chef Kevin Rathbun. Kevin looks like a guy who could shoot an elk and carry it home on his shoulders. I don't know if that's true or not, but he looks like it. So for this dish, Kevin's using lamb from Australia, which is famous for its quality. He cuts it into double chops, puts this rub on, this mixture of sage, garlic cloves, kosher salt, and black pepper, and then hits it on the grill. We have an infrared boiler. It gets to about 1,600 degrees. Hot, 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 really hot. Cooks it on all sides until he gets a really nice char, but the inside is still medium rare. Then Kevin takes a cast iron skillet and sautés white beech, brown beech, and French horn mushrooms. Really delicious combination. So this whole thing is like campfire food. And when they're almost done, he puts in some basil, parsley, a little butter. So we just uh, kind of pile the mushrooms up in the middle, put uh, three double bones on these. And then finally, he finishes the plate with a drizzle of a very high quality olive oil and aged balsamic vinegar. So it adds that really nice Sprite flavor to the dish. It's really, really good stuff. The dish lands on the table in front of you, and I like each bite to have a little bit of the crusty outside and the sort of like soft, bright pink, juicy inside. And so I cut all the way around the lamb chop like that. You could even sort of cut the double chop in half and give yourself a lamb sickle. You could just hold onto the bone and gnaw it like a caveman. And there you go, bada bing. It's out the door and hopefully on your table or mine, better yet. I am hijacking the grilled episode of Best Thing I Ever Ate. What do you mean hijacking the show? Like, what is that? Taking it back. Like, what are you doing here? Doing my own thing, people. It's the best thing that everyone thinks should be grilled and is in the grilled episode, and it's not. I'm talking about the tomahawk chop at the Lonesome Dove in Fort Worth, Texas. This steak will blow your meat-loving mind. Everyone thinks you're supposed to grill a steak. You don't grill the steak, you fry it in a pan. When you put it on the grill, all the parts of the steak that aren't actually touching the grill are not getting seared, and so all the juice is coming out. You don't want that. So what you do is you, you heat up a pan. This is exactly what I dream about every single day of my life. Now, Tim Love actually invented the tomahawk chop. Looks just like a dang tomahawk right here and he sears it in a pan, he doesn't grill it. Stuff is partially right. This is a two inch thick iron plate that we like to grill these on. It's called a plancha, which actually simulates a cast iron pan, except we can heat it up about 200 degrees even hotter. So it's kind of a hybrid. That's how you cook a steak. The tomahawk chop is a ribeye. Ribeye steaks are the best steaks on the cow, period. We age the steaks at least 28 days. Then we just season it simply with salt and pepper. Sear it. 
This is gonna form a tremendous crust on the outside of this gigantic steak. This steak is so big, it's actually garnished, garnished with the lobster tail. Just sprinkled on there. <laughs> it's so hedonistic, it's awesome. This meal right here is fit for a king, but I'm gonna go ahead and feed it to a guy that makes cakes. This thing comes out and it lands with a thud. It's like your table is Fred Flintstone's car when the whole table's like It's a lot of food. The way to eat 32 ounces of beef is one bite at a time. It's a salty, peppery mouthful of goodness. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Respect to beef. Cook in a pan. Salt and pepper. My grilled steak is from Texas also, and I think it's even better. I mean, really tough. It is a grilled show. My favorite grilled steak of all time is from RDG Grill in Houston, Texas. Robert Del Grande does a filet of beef with a coffee crust that's to die for. As a chef, my job isn't to reinvent food in some crazy way, but to take flavors that everybody understands and present them in a way that they couldn't imagine. And that's exactly what they do with this steak dish at the RDG Grill. The RDG Grill is owned by Robert Del Grande. The first time I had this steak, he just brought it out. It's like a beautiful peppercorn steak, right? And it took the first bite. So that crunches some peppercorn. Wow, put coffee on here. Unbelievable. The inspiration of this dish, it was a total surprise. I asked the chef Robert, how'd you think of coffee? And he's like, you know, I was cooking a Christmas supper and I was making coffee. And I knocked over the coffee grinder. I just rolled the steaks in it and they were good. And that's how we came up with it. And for filet mignon, which normally on its own doesn't have a lot of flavor, this brought a big old punch right up over the top of it. So first we have a nice filet of beef, then we coat it with a little olive oil, and then we make this adobo, which is basically some chipotle chili and guajillo chili, onion, garlic. Mix all of those together with a little bit of salt. And we sort of just simmer that in water till it's soft and puree it. They take the coffee itself, roll the filet in it. It goes right on the wood-burning grill, and they grill it both sides, just bloody rare and perfect, and it gets a beautiful crust. A little olive oil, a little bit of the adobo on top, and then ground coffee, and it's ready. It's just fork and knife tender. You break through a little bit of a crust, and that kind of toastiness right in the middle there with that steak is just incredible. Not only does it have a flavor, but it has beautiful texture that every time you take a bite, you get another bit of a crunch that goes through it. It's really delicious. This is one of those dishes that isn't on the menu all the time, but if any of you guys go to RDG Grill, if you don't see it on the menu, knock on the chef on the head a little bit. Say, hey, Chiarello said that you would make this for me, and I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. This meat is so tender, it melts in your mouth. This is some of the best beef I've ever eaten on a grill. Korean barbecue, it is the bomb. It's not your common backyard barbecue here. This is where you cook it yourself at Chosun Galbi in Los Angeles, California. These short ribs are off the hook. I worked over in Korea for about six months. It's a whole different world of grilling. It opens up your eyes, you know? But what's great about this is you, you've got this incredible, incredible meat with intense quality. Who doesn't like short ribs? We all know we like short ribs, people. That's just been lightly marinated with soy sauce, sugar, garlic, onions. Three onion, the pear, meaty. Jalapenos. Corn, soy little sake, incredible ingredients. It's a throwdown in Koreatown, and it's time to get it on. Sitting at your table and you order the galbi, it's gonna bring out all these amazing little condiments. You're gonna look at everything and go, what is this stuff? I'm kind of scared. Don't be scared. This is where it's at. 
All your condiments are ready to help accentuate that incredible beef. You've got a grill. Your friends are around. There's plenty of ingredients. You just got to start cooking. Pick it right up off the grill, throw it in, and now it's about making your style. And you can make things hotter. You can make things sweeter. You grab a little bit of bean paste, rub it on there. Add some kimchi. It's fermented cabbage with a lot of little spices and chilies. It's phenomenal tasting. Maybe stick a jalapeno in if you're feeling big time. Now you've got different textures going on. And pop that right in your mouth. Mmm. Here's the goal. Don't mess it up. Throw it on the grill. Turn it. Put it in a lettuce cup. Eat it. Delicious. Mm. You can't go wrong. These are some of the best short ribs you're ever going to have in your life. This is like butter with incredible flavor. Money in your mouth. Go. I want to talk about my favorite grilled item, diver scallops. I love to grill, but it's even better when someone else is doing the grilling for you. So I love to go to the ranch house in Ojai, California, where you get these fantastic grilled scallops on curried corn. They are out of this world. So I discovered this dish when we first moved to Santa Barbara back in 2006, and I'd heard that this was one of Paul Newman's favorite restaurants. So, I mean, I had to go, and we went, and they were great. And you cannot beat a fresh diver scallop that's been grilled. It's so delicious. Diver scallops are basically exactly what they sound like. They are hand-picked by divers, where the traditional way is when they just net massive amounts, which kind of cracks them, breaks them. When you get a diver scallop, you know you're getting something special. And these are done really delicately. When you grill them, it gives it a nice crunch to it. I love these scallops so much at the ranch house because they're just so fresh. I mean, they're grilled just right to perfection. I could eat those by themselves. They're like candy. But what makes them really great, too, is they're sitting on curried corn. It's been sauteed with butter. Finely chopped the shallot, creamed corn. Cream and a little bit of vermouth. Turmeric and curry powder. And then added some fresh corn. And some bok choy. So you have the sweetness of the scallop, and then you've got the corn that's sweet as well. But then you add the curry into it, and it gives it that spiciness to really bring it together. Diverse scallops. Ah, it's gorgeous. The first thing I do is I just take some lemon and squeeze it all over there just to give it that little bit of zest. And I just kind of scoop up some of the sauce and the corn, and then I take a bite. Absolute perfection. You've got the softness of the scallop, the crunchiness of that sweet, fresh corn, those spices that are so intense from the curry, and that combination just makes it unbelievable. Grilled is always one of my favorite topics. These rib tips, huh, this one will blow your mind. When I go for grilled, one of the best has to be in Memphis, Tennessee, Tom's Barbecue and Deli. These rib tips, they're like the hub on the flavor wheel of life. Wow, that got deep. I didn't mean for it to get way that deep, but they're crazy good. These are like rib nuggets. Nugget o' rib. Crunchy rib, soft meat, and mega flavor. All aboard the flavor train, the rib tips are off the tracks. They're like meat rope in Flavor Town. It was kind of like a cross between beef jerky, baby back ribs, prime rib, and a pepperoni stick. You gotta try these things, man. The rub on them is fantastic. Red pepper, celery salt, table salt, black pepper. But it also has thyme, oregano, and believe it or not, finally, nutmeg. And this is where the fun part comes. Mix it all up. 
This is gonna marinate for 24 hours. And then it goes on to this super hot smoker for about an hour and a half. And it's so hot that when he opens the door and he throws the meat on there, it goes, shh. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we're grilling him. We're smoking him, we're grilling him. We're smoking him, we're good. It's kind of like it's having a personality conflict. But when they come out, oh, my mouth waters again. Every time we do this, my mouth starts to water. Now, not just me. Don't you feel that way, Duff? You see what I mean? It's the right balance of smoke, and the right balance of char, and the right balance of seasoning, the right balance of fat to meat ratio. It just works, man. And you can't eat just one. I think a chip company ripped off their slogan. Because literally, you want it, you get, oh, wow. Oh. You're just chowing them, man. Oh. In a day, I don't know how many I ate. They're grilled to the point that perfection was named after these rib nuggetations. Oh, they're good. I so miss those. And I imagine all the chefs that's watched this now has gone, oh, gosh, I wish I would have said rib tips. Ha, ha, ha.